Okay, hello guys. Welcome back. It's there we go. <laughs> it's your girl Nisi, and I'm here with my really, really good friend Lou. And we're here with the fifth episode of Big Black Girl, Small Kink World. And we're talking about, you know, the important stuff like um, BDSM and the kink community and everything as a whole. And I just thought, you know, we'd invite you guys in on the conversation. Um, so I guess I'll start with a little introduction of my friend Lou here. She's been in the community for how long? Um, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> roughly three-ish years. Okay, three-ish three years. Two, two three. Like active, like doing stuff. Not active that whole time. Yeah. But yes, first attended, well, first hopped on that life roughly three years ago and then started Attended attended my first lunch mm -hmm. shortly after that. Yeah, that's a definitely different than what I did. I got on Fet Life and went like a solid four years without doing anything and just like answering messages. Like my that's fair. yeah, my my profile was like trash. I was just like, eh, this is yeah. a place for photos. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when yeah. I first hopped on Fet Life, I was not. I mean, it took me, I think it took me a couple months at least to go to an event. Yeah. But I remember being very eager to actually meet people. Right. And um, there are, are active TNG munches where I live. So yeah, it was like a sort of safe beginner yeah. introduction to the scene. But then I <clears throat> went to one munch and I didn't go back to one for... Oh, wow. You know, six months after that. Right. It took me a second to start attending regularly, so. Yeah. I um, recently, in the last, like, two to three years, started going to events. Um, and they're great. They're I think FET is the best for events. But, yeah. They're nice. They're fun. It's nice to get out there and meet like-minded people and stuff like that. I um, have the most success using events for friendship purposes. Yeah. For just, like, meeting people and stuff. They're really good. Yeah. Um, so again, the bulk of our discussion will be about BDSM. So we're going to go over what those letters mean. Um, so it's bondage, discipline, mm -hmm. dominance and submission, mm -hmm. and then sadism and masochism. Mm -hmm. And, um, we've already recorded this part once <laughs> and we accidentally stopped. Yes, please. What are the favorite letters? <clears throat> in that, my in that. yes, that's the submission one. Yeah, well, and I guess and sadists because I find sadists hot, not because I am. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a masochist. I'm a submissive. I. Those are, those are, oh, right, yeah, the DS. The DS, right. The DS <laughs> is, the, is the juicy bit. It me. is, yeah. For me, it's going to be around the DS also, but it's going to be a little it's bit. It's going to be around the D. It's going to be around the D. <laughs> you know, I love the D. Oh, God. Okay. Um, we all love the D. That's why we're here. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, mine is going to be more like, I do love impact play, and I love, the bondage aspect, but I, I, that all plays into the D and the S portion. So the dominance and submission, which I really appreciate. So those, they all kind of bleed together, which is good. I like bleeding. Oh my goodness. What do I? Sorry. Um, all right. <laughs> we are diving right in. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, it's very important to mention that the whole point of BDSM is consent. Like a lot of it starts with negotiating yeah, and I'm talking to the people. Right <laughs> go right in. Okay. Lou, go in. All right. So without informed consent, y'all can get the fuck out. <laughs> just start right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're not doing these things to people that have not explicitly asked for them. That's basically it. Um, the, uh, 
an acronym? What is it? Um, you know where the first letter stands for something? Yes. Risk aware consensual kink um, rack is is a pretty common one. Yeah. It's it's what I think I model my play after most. It's it's not necessarily safe, sane, consensual because um, a lot of the stuff we do is not should not be called safe really um ever but like risk aware meaning we know what we're getting into when we get into it mm -hmm. um informed consent means like you know what you're agreeing to you know that you want to get flogged and you want to get tied up in a specific way and you don't want you know xyz else to happen and you're negotiating with the person or people that are doing these things to you mm -hmm. Um, or that you were doing these things too, or maybe you're just jumping back and forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But everybody consent. knows. Everybody is informed and consenting and on the same page. And yeah, without that, all of this is a very different conversation. Yeah. From multiple, in multiple ways. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. Okay. Informed consent makes it hot. Yeah, and it is hot, and, and it, people think it it's hot. it gives you a really nice space to play with all these really, like, scary, yucky, awesome, perverted things. Right. Um, in a safer, risk-aware way. Right. Not to say that the community is free of its predators and difficult people and all that. So the other portion of like negotiating things like that is to get to know people and understand if you guys mesh in general, like obviously just because a person is dominant and because you are submissive, it does not mean that you have to be their submissive or any of that, which I feel like a lot of people seem to take advantage of newbies that way. Where <laughs> It's like, Hey, you're a new person. So I'm going to talk to you this way and you're going to respond this way. And yeah, it's very strange. The biggest thing that people get away with with newbies is we're not taught as like, we're not taught within sexual education, how to negotiate. Yeah. Um, so we're often pretty bad at it. And then when we and we can enter a scene like when all these fun things are happening and get pretty carried away and like want a lot of them to happen to us and not really know how they work, right? Um, and 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 be really bad at negotiating, and that's not necessarily on us, right? But it leads to a lot of issues. Issues. It right. leads to like a lot of harm, um, and yeah. Yeah, I uh, I definitely have a problem with boundaries, and so like and like in yes, yeah, so many people do. Mostly for that reason, like as a woman and as a black woman, it's I've been sort of taught to have as few boundaries as possible yeah. because otherwise I will find no one and <laughs> no one will be interested. So it's like a weird be as go with the flow. Don't have, you know, don't have expectations. And like, I don't like that attitude. I personally like don't have standards, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, I think it should be noted that I'm also a fat woman and yeah. I feel like there's a lot. I, when I entered the scene, I was, I knew I was submissive. Um, I was like pretty sexually inexperienced. I wanted all these things to happen to me. I wanted to try a lot of things and I kind of just jumped into doing them with anybody that would mm -hmm. with me. And that I had, you know, I had a miserable time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't connected with any of these people. Um, my attraction to them was very surface level. We didn't get into any of the good stuff. You know, nobody was giving me the things that I wanted because I didn't know how to ask for them very well. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they were bad at stuff. Yeah. And Well, it's a good thing you learned. Yeah. It's a good thing yeah. I learned. That's but what it, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Kink taught me that. Kink is very helpful in teaching 
and teaching people how, how to, to how to have your standards yeah how like to have create standards. them and boundaries like whatever it is that you need I do think that kink taught me how to like say no like okay. I've I've been on like a like a cam girl kind of like not for not for money exactly but like just somebody who's like introduced myself to this sexual space and was trying really hard to like you know get attention and seeking like validation and stuff so it was like you know whatever attention I got was was decent and it was okay and it took me like getting into kink really and and finding out what I liked and what I didn't like and having those experiences to like teach me how to be like no I want this and this is what I want and I can find it if you don't want to give it to me that's okay yeah we can find these things elsewhere. And like, I um, yeah. I'm just gonna drop a quick Instagram at yeah to look up um, Clementine Morgan. Um, last name is M O R R I G A N. Is was literally just posting about this specific thing the other day. Wow. Um, I post her content a decent amount, but she talks about how BDSM teaches you to acknowledge like own and like claim your desires and your boundaries and communicate those to other people and that is something that will apply to all different aspects of your life right um that's going to help you in a variety of different ways that's i saw you. you post that and yeah. i saved that yeah. <laughs> it's like this is important i might have it, it. Is important. yeah let me see if i see because i feel like i went through it and was like i'll save that and that too it's it's helped me learn how I like to be treated yeah how I don't like to be treated and it creates a nice little bubble for me to then realize like when I'm receiving treatment that I have not consented to mm-hmm. versus treatment I that I have it. consented to um I am arguably much less generally speaking submissive in the world of worlds than I was three years ago because (laughs) um, I have more confidence, self-awareness, ability to, yeah, like, you know, step on necks a little bit. Step on, step on some necks. But this is, again, the end goal of this is to be my happiest. Right. To be life. Yeah. Can't find it. You saved it somewhere. Anyway. Okay, that's good. I was, that leads right into... What do you find fulfilling about BDSM? But I feel like that's the most important thing is that it taught us how to stand in our truth and be like, you know what? This is what I want. It also gets us wet. Also gets us super duper wet. <laughs> like almost. We can talk about that. Okay. I, I actually learned something new <laughs> about myself. So I've always known that I've been very into voices. Like I'm a very vocal. Like I like to hear things, hear people say things, love having things whispered in my ear, super hot. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, but um, I've realized that I can notice the difference in a person's tone when they're being toppy or dominant. Um, and it's super hot. Yeah. Um, I learned it with a friend recently. Oh, so actually, okay. So actually a really long time ago, he used his toppy voice in while we were platonic and it was a shock. Uh, <laughs> I do this thing when I get nervous sometimes um, where I can get very bratty. Sometimes it's not nervousness. Sometimes I'm just trying to poke someone and it's a thing that I do. And I, me and this friend, you'll we see me here looking not shocked. Oh, right. She's not shocked. She knows me. Um, so me and this friend, we've been friends for a while. He's always talked about being dominant and I've always been like, okay. <laughs> so I poked him quite a lot and for the five years of our or four years at this point of our friendship that's what I did and then randomly when we were coming home from dinner in his car he pulled out his dom voice and used it on me and I ran away from the car <laughs> and had to get out it was a lot because it made me super wet <laughs> I was like oh no I recall a couple weeks ago I asked my partner to use his top voice on you Mm -hmm. to get you to get up and come over to us Mm -hmm. where we were sitting and you got so flustered (laughs) you like didn't speak for a full minute it was like it was really cute (laughs) 
Um, I have a thing with tones, and they are That's hot. It is a real words. thing. Words are hot. Voices are hot. It's the way you say it's things. It's the way you say It's just, mm. Anyway. I, my thing is, like, I don't want, like, this, like, brusque, like, growly, like, I'm an alpha dog. Sit on my knee, little girl. Like, I want... I want like a really calm, yeah, really clear, like pretty quiet. So I have to like lean in. You like you have to listen to it. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> you know, fuck me up with some some freaky shit. Yeah, I. So um, this friend has now become more of a non-platonic friend. So that's great. Oh, has he? Yeah. Um. Any relation to this <laughs> past story? Um, months later, <laughs> like a year later. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> okay, um, so now that this friend and I have explored this a little bit more, it is, it is, I do appreciate his dominant tone, and it is very calm and, like, cool and not, like, it's not, like, domineering. It's not, like, get over here. It's, like, stay there. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, okay, I'll stay, whatever. Like, like that's what you, you want. If you have... It's the thing about dominance that, okay, so I call it, so, okay, when, when I'm around somebody that I, I perceive as dominant in a way that I like, I get what I call my subby tingle. (laughs) And my subby tingle means that I'm getting like the eye contact that's like pinning me, you know, and I'm hearing like hot ass words I'm getting like body language is good and 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 it doesn't take much mm-hmm. for, for me to get the subby tingle. I see. But yeah. if it's there, it's there. And if it's not, it cannot be forced. Right. It's really hard to Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to perform mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's what happened in the car. I got the subby tingle. Yeah. And I was like, you oh, I have to the, go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, is like some random guy could whole toppy voice on me and it wouldn't do anything per chance but if it's somebody that I've got like some chemistry with yeah. and some like power dynamic going with and then you pull out a sit down and I'm just okay well shit All right. here I, I am what here. did you need me to knees. do <laughs> I love it yeah um yeah, it was definitely a thing. I'm pretty sure it shocked him too. Like when we hooked up and there was like a the the submission was actually a, like there. He yeah. probably didn't think it was going to be because of my brattiness. Yeah. But no, I was like, no, see, I'm pretty submissive. I just have to know what's going on. Yeah. And then also you just have to use the voice. Yeah. <laughs> like you just have to like tell me like all the things. My, there's so much like magic and freakiness waiting to be unlocked yeah. in the mind and like in in a freak like you or I. Yes. And the only way to get there is to be a decent human fucking being. Yes. Display basic human decency and empathy. Yes. Respect. Be my pal. Yes. And I'll ask you to do some really weird shit to me. Like disgusting stuff. Disgusting. Like we're gross. Like, <laughs> if you come at me with gross pickup lines and mm-hmm. cheesy gross 50 shades nonsense and you start talking to me in like a dynamic that we have not negotiated yeah um get the fuck out like if your first message to me involves the words baby girl in there we're gonna have a problem because yeah. it's not who i am to you so that's very strange. very strange and you don't even know if i like being called that so. yeah. <laughs> super weird um, but yeah, I, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day when I was going through my um, list of fetishes and I was like, whoa, I'm gross. Um, <laughs> like, I do that all the time. It's such a long list. Going through, okay, so we're speaking of fet life. Have you talked about fet life? Yeah, yeah, I have, yes, multiple times. We both have really hot 
fetish lists. Yeah, I've read through some of mine on the first episode, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, there's a lot here. Like, and you know, like some people, like sometimes you're like flirting with like one person in particular, and so like you're going through things that you guys have done together, and you're like, oh, I'm adding that, and then like I was like, oh, I should clean some of these off because they're you know whatever with people that weren't even important, but like I go through them and I'm like, nope, still like that, still like that too, still into that definitely more into that now yeah. so, so i can't even i can't even finding the things that you're way more into now and didn't expect to is is a lot kind of a i'm into it i i'm having a good time in kink and i i mean i have to say it's just super fun that like my body type is really appreciated there also like even more so in the kink world Opened myself and I'm on that life. Yes. Got a glimpse of uh, your body type. Oh my god, get out of here! And I'm like, man, I'm appreciative of that too. <laughs> damn. I mean, I just love that like curvy girls and like fat girls they get the love in the community. I said, I'll say that. That's facts. I didn't expect all that you attention. I do think I feel like me personally in this area, I haven't yeah. gotten attention like I do in the kink community. Yeah. Anywhere else, like mm-hmm. I. I, I may get, like, looks, like, I'm sure guys are, like, look at me and stuff like that. I don't notice most of the time because I was taught that nobody would look at my body like that. Yeah. So it's very hard for there's me to notice. There's definitely way more fat. Okay. And we're back. Sorry, we took a teeny tiny break. Okay. So we were discussing how the kink community appreciates um more various body types mm-hmm. um, and how I feel like I'm much more appreciated as a very curvy fat girl um, and you feel that as well? Yeah. yeah. I think I could use I definitely could use more like fat kink representation in general. Right. More like more fat fetish gear, more yes. um, fat kinky porn, more Um, And obviously there's like a lot of that going on, but I want more, um, yeah, I want all the, these fancy ass photographers with their fetish photography to get some, get some fatties in the mix, get Get some some ladies with trans bodies, get some black bodies, get some disabled bodies in the mix. And then I'll be happier. Yeah. Like everyone. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm, I do, I will say that like being involved in kink allowed me to see myself in a different way and it allowed me to like see a different kind of beauty but like I can see I really wish that there there was more I guess more gear more like like I remember thinking and you're the one that corrected me about this but I remember thinking that like like looking at suspension pictures and being like oh that looks they're so graceful and and pretty and like thinking I could never do anything like it because how (laughs) like like where would the rope and then what like you know just thinking it was impossible but then searching a little bit deeper you telling me no that's this is a thing that happens and like sending me um certain names of people who do suspension and rope and are bigger people and just like seeing that beauty too and I was like this is great I'm loving everything about this about this community and in that respect for sure I literally did my first rope suspension yesterday. Um, yeah, that's why I'm I brought it up. I'm off of this fucking magical trip that I took. It's... I don't see a lot of fat bodies in rope. Yeah. It is a super bummer. Um, and yeah, it's a totally a thing we can do. Yeah. It's just a thing that pe- the people that are tying us need to adapt to to want to do yeah they they want to they need to want to adapt to our bodies just like they would adapt to somebody else's body who you know had a had a bum arm you know like you should want also just say you should want to see how hot fat bodies look in rope like we're fucking squishy and like we're basically pillows and like magical yeah and um, it works out that I'm a masochist because, yeah, if you put a fat body in rope it hurts and hang that body from that rope, <laughs> it's going to yeah. hurt so good. Ouch. It's great. It's magical. See, now, I do want to ask you about, like, what parts, what kinds of pain, because you are a pain slut. Yes. And I, I am a pain slut, but different. Sense. Yeah, it's a different. It's not, like, the same. 
emotional pamphlet. <laughs> like, oh, hurt me. No, I'm kidding. Ooh. I know. It's deep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right in there with not having any boundaries. I'm working on it, guys. We're growing. We're working. We're moving together. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. Break my heart. Okay. Anyway, um, what kind of pain do you like? I know there's all right, so Lou, what kinds of pain do you enjoy and why? Oh, well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, so I guess, I guess the basic would be impact sort of pain. That's like something hitting you yes. and you're feeling the impact of it. The general division of those is like thuddy versus stingy. Um, Keep going. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, thuddy versus stingy thuddy things are heavier. I want to. I want to say like thicker baseball bats. Yeah. Like thick rubber piping. Mm. Um, flogging. Big yeah, big floggers, big paddles. Um, yeah. A fist, a boot. Just off the top of my head. All of those things sound um, so good right now. <laughs> versus stingy is going to be more like a riding crop, a cane, um, a single tail whip. Um, yeah, different mm. different types of pain are easier for different people to process. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally can process study pain easier. It's more it's more distributed versus you know like a heavy a big heavy flogger <clears throat> that pain is really distributed all over where it's hitting versus a single tail whip is hitting a tiny little focused point and ow you know ouch um so many ouches and then there's just everything in between um yeah some things are both it's and then there's different you know there's electric play those that those things hurt um there's rope rope can hurt really bad um needle play i would speak about needle play <laughs> um, <laughs> i have a specific love for needle play and i don't know how to describe that type of pain other than needle play um it's it's not like impact um it's it's a needle being put through the very surface of your skin. It's an incredibly like floaty and wonderful high, um, like the subspacey mm-hmm. floatiness that comes from pain for some people. Um, needles gave me that faster than any other form of play. Mm-hmm. Um, needles sent me flying off into you know magic land really quickly with um, you know a type of pain that was really easy for me to process to the point where I really didn't feel it so much I was just getting the happy effects from it when they're on certain parts of my body versus other parts of my body hurt like a bitch you know yeah but yeah that um, <clears throat> that's that's a lot of different types of pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, Those are all physical types of pain. I would argue that pain that is more um, prolonged and extended, and I think, is easier to process, generally speaking, mm-hmm. because you just sink into it a right. bit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you stop being able to send messages of distress so quickly and you just kind of have to give up (laughs) and that's a lot easier to do when it's you know for instance yesterday with the rope it was really easy for me to be floaty because it's a constant aching hurt that I just have to learn how to deal with yeah and my brain is going to do that faster and easier if, if I'm experiencing that pain constantly versus, you know, a really mean hit every 20 seconds, I'm not going to be able to sink into that at all. You're going to keep me jumping around on my feet. I'm going to be screaming, yelping. I'm not going to be able to take that pain very much at all. I'm going to be a little bitch about it. I see. Yeah. 
interesting yeah um let me see i think i i think we're a little opposite in the pain Mm -hmm. like i do like um i do like i've seen someone flog you (laughs) so i will say i don't think we're too opposite mr two-hander Taking I flogger to the ass. Noticed like, all that. That he was using two hands. He was. <laughs> we went to an event and there was somebody flogging me. Apparently he was using two hands and he his was. knees and he his was feet. Using his whole ass body, putting his soul into it. I didn't even notice he that he was sweating. kicking me. Yeah. I I tend to have like I I love the thuddy pain and I, I process it very, very well. So I could take that pain. I could just get I can get flogged all day long. Yeah. Like no, a I could just is like sit a there. back massage. Truly. Feels so good. <laughs> if you want to experiment with pain, try a flogging first. Oh, it's it's so good. Get somebody who knows what they're doing. Obviously, get, right. get a thuddy with like a really flogger. thick, heavy flogger. Yeah. Oh. And just sink into that shit all day. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good. Stuff. That's good stuff. Um, let's talk about subspace for a little bit because I definitely haven't brought that up. I haven't talked much about submission yet because I wanted to wait for this episode. Um, describe your version of subspace my version of subspace and so I don't think it should be called subspace because when I say subspace I'm saying the space that my head goes into after I receive pain oh okay Um, and I don't I think a lot of submissives are masochists Mm -hmm. but they're they're certainly not mutually exclusive yeah Yeah. Um, and there are certainly people that experience all the floaty effects of masochism that are not submissive in any respect. Sure. So, um, but <clears throat> subspace for me is, is, mm, I close my eyes when I, you know, want to sink into some pain. I let my mind kind of go blank when I'm experiencing the first hits, I'm thinking, ow, I'm thinking like, fuck, this hurts. And then I'm starting to think like, how can I process this? Sometimes my brain does it really quickly for me, but for whatever, in whatever way, I get to the point where it just stops hurting so much. And I'm still feeling the, the, the ouch, but it's a very dull ouch and instead I'm I'm fucking high as shit um, mm-hmm. and I and I want to compare it to drugs like it is an altered state, it is a high um, you are not able to be fully aware when you are in this state so like, you know, proceed with caution mm-hmm. um, you do it with people you trust <laughs> yeah, you, you, should, you should not <clears throat> ask people to do things or do things to people without having asked them already like before they are in this state because yeah you're you're I'm I personally I get real I call it floaty um I'm you know smiley I'm slow moving I'm stumbling <laughs> um I'm yeah I'm just I'm high um and I'm I'm you know off somewhere else yeah and the stuff that is happening to me gets put on a dimmer switch and i just kind of go off in my head and it's a really lovely escape for my brain um it's a it's a warm bath you know Mm. it's very calming um it's also a hard place for me to be in when there is like a lot going on Mm -hmm. personally um, I've had trouble achieving that state at events when there's so much chaos that I can't quite really focus on what's happening to me mm. um, or I'm somewhere else in my head this is this is the other thing that I was talking about at the, at, um, the beginning when we recorded eight times ago um, <laughs> is I'm a masochist and my body cooperates. Yeah. Um, sometimes my body does not process pain well whatsoever. Mm. And that has a lot to do with a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, which I don't have to go into, but yeah, but 
sometimes it's really easy for me to process pain. Sometimes it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And um, my environment can certainly influence that. Right, so can mine. Yeah. Who you're with can certainly influence that. Like, you can take more pain for somebody that you really know and trust and knows your body very well, has helped built you up over time versus, you know, some random dumb fuck who tries to spank you at a party and is like, doesn't know what he's doing. And of course you're going to sleep right out of that because you can't, it's a different, yeah. It's a different, yeah. It's it's an art form that you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. Agree. Not to be a a bougie (laughs) bitch about it. Um, my space, I it would be subspace for me, but I I get that it's not always. I can see why it wouldn't be a, an appropriate name for the space. But yeah, I tend to forget where I am. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know. Like, I remember this one time I was getting spanked at a party and we were in this room and it was a couple of, of like old timers who come to this party and um, one was mentoring a, a couple of the other people who were were spanking people so um he brought this tool and it was like a teeny t- it was like a whip but it was very like small and like it looked like it hurt let's say that it's small very thin like it looked like it was very stingy pain a single stick yeah but it had like, like this a... and then he went like this with it no no it had like um it had like a like a like a piece of leather at the end but it was like a ta- like a tooth oh, was attached like a or something. Strap. yeah like it was very small but it was like obviously something somebody uses to inflict stingy pain for sure and um they you know they wanted to try it on me and i was like sure let's do this so (laughs) they started off with like flogging we're in this room and it's going really well but i close my eyes and i'm just like sinking into this space of like enjoying getting hit and like feeling the warmth hell yeah and just enjoying that portion even the stingy like i don't usually like stingy i'm more of a thuddy uh pain receiver but like even the stingy felt really good. I was in this space and it yeah. felt, it was like I was floating. It just felt so good. That's the other thing is when you're like properly warmed up, you could take some stingy. Yeah, it's good. It's easier. And then I opened my eyes and I realized there was like 30 people in this room watching me. And I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> but it was hot, but it was also shocking. I was like, oh God. And then I. You're elsewhere. Yeah. And then I called my, I closed my eyes again and I was like, oh, right. This is where I was. Yeah. But yeah. There was people talking. It was like I didn't, I like heard nothing but the, like the sound of the tool on my skin. Yeah. And the sound that the guys were making when they were spanking me, and like they would touch me, you know, I like that part too. Where they're like, "Oh, let's feel how warm it is," <laughs> like yes. touching my butt. So they're like, all of that was happening, and I was in a great place. And I opened my eyes and realized other people were there, and yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm at a party. This is where I'm at." So subspace can be very, very debilitating. <laughs> Good though. Good stuff. It can be debilitating in the best of ways. Yeah. I yeah. have this like weird brain thing, where. Sometimes my happy place in my head when I'm receiving pain and I'm like, okay, it's time for me, it's time for me to make it hurt less. <laughs> um, I I have this like visualization of a lighthouse mm-hmm. in my head, and I'm like curled up at the top of it, like in this little blanket. Oh, nice. And I'm like curled up and I'm warm and cozy and nothing hurts up at the top of this lighthouse. And it's really, it's, it sounds silly, but ever since I first visualized that, um, I was playing with somebody who was a switch and was, um, a heavy masochist. And so when he talked to me, he like talked to me through the pain and was helping teach me how to process. Mm. And so I like, I created this, this lighthouse thing. And now I'm like, okay, I'm experiencing pain. I'm just gonna like go curl up in that little lighthouse. Isn't that it's like dis- pretty? It's like dissociating. It's well, subspace entirely is pretty dissociative. That's true. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's something that kind of helps helps my processing along. I was just and I thinking. think it's cute as shit. And it yeah, is. It's it adorable. Is, it is somewhat intentional dissociating but you know what though? And i don't know if that's real who knows but i think that let's say for whatever sake let's like say like aliens come down guys like they come to this say planet 
and they are taking people prisoner and they're trying to get information out of us. And like someone needs to fuck them. Like me and Lou are not the people to bring because we're gonna be like, oh my god, Daddy Harder. Like <laughs> we're gonna be like, oh wait. Oh my god, aliens. <laughs> like you're super hot. Like are you? waterboarding me that's really cool all i'm saying is whenever an alien is packing like i'm curious <laughs> i'm curious i'm curious i'm also curious like I know you are. how does it work where does it go i would want you to be there to be my safety buddy yeah we would so both honestly we really should <laughs> like you're getting abducted and you're like wait hold on cannot go without nisi like wait a minute i have my abduction buddy i have my abduction buddy we have a plan <laughs> so yeah, I'm having so many scene ideas. I know this right is a now. lot going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna get. We're totally gonna get right back Sorry. on here. Um. Okay. So. So we were discussing earlier before we started recording, of course, about Fifty Shades of Grey, uh-huh. and um, yeah. yeah, and how it's totally gross, but it is good that it brought BDSM to the forefront, right? In the way that it did, it's not correct. Mm-hmm. But we want, I want to specify that, like, the negotiating process that involves contracts on occasion and whatever, like, that's okay. It's, like, as it's long as... It's a thing that thing can happen. That some people utilize. And it is not... I feel like it's not as common. hard and fast rule of Yeah, like, negotiation. it's... Like, negotiation has to happen, yes. but not in that in that way. But the thing about... That's the other thing is... Nego- is Consent can be revoked. Right. And in that book, she revokes consent and he... he And he does not pay attention to it. Like, this book is not a good depiction of DS. But it did get a lot of people hot for BDSM. Right. A lot of people people talking about it. Which was good. I get that. But but obviously his ignoring her... I mean, like... Yeah. But he definitely, like, ignored consent. And that's where things got really bad. Like, a lot of people were like, oh... People just don't like this movie. It's like, no, he was actually just super abusive in and the movie. Yeah. And controlling. And, yeah. and, like, followed her to work and Shady, yeah. took bought the company that she worked for and, like, yeah. controlled her in a lot of different ways. Like, it was just really bad. These are, these are what we call non-consensual power dynamics. Yes. These, he, she is not... She's, a, she's very new. She's very uninformed about she's all these young. things. She's young. She's super young. Yeah. Um, this is... This is a power dynamic as like a new person versus what we're I guess supposed to see as this very you know edge playing person in the scene. Yeah. Um, who like knows all this information and like who, like knows all this information. Knows and, how to do all this stuff. And has a fucking playroom and a history of many subs. Yeah. Oh yeah, many really- subs. No, that's okay. Um, no, I told yeah, I agree. And we were we had talked before about like the age dynamics and like how that's a huge thing too. Like mm-hmm. obviously I wasn't as involved in this in this um community when I was much, much younger. Mm-hmm. And thank God for that because I was quite the eager slut and it would have been no kidding. No problems. For, for minors. Yeah. None for people who are not eighteen. Right, no kink for minors. Um, if you're not 18 or older, please get the fuck out. Like, get the fuck out. Childhood is already so small, so short, and you will be an adult soon. <laughs> Actually, you shouldn't even be listening to this, so I'm not addressing any yeah, minors. No. <laughs> um, it is a thing, age is, is a power dynamic that you cannot negotiate yourself out of. Yeah. So if you are a 19-year-old in the kink scene and... A 45-year-old dominant is pursuing you. We have something to think about. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe they're super hot. Um, it's likely they're super hot. It's likely they're super hot. I'm you're not 19. saying they won't be. I'm just, <laughs> you're in the king scene. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is not... It's not smart. Okay. That's not okay. Uh, <laughs> should not at all. participate. Yeah. But I get it. I get why a 19-year-old would be like, this 45-year-old guy is super hot. I was the 19-year-old who thought it was a really good idea to fuck a 32-year-old for the first time who was married and had a baby. Like, you know, we all make, I hear we all you. make mistakes. And boy, have I been there. I know the fuck you have. <laughs> You're 
like, what? You have a baby on the way? That's terrible. He already had a girlfriend. He, I can't. <laughs> so much. So God, much the stupid on. things I've done when I was like a fucking teenager. Definitely fucked a married guy or two. It's <sighs> definitely not um, a cute thing. Anyway. We um, practice ethical non-monogamy now. Right. Only. Now we're ethical. I mean, I am monogamous, but I totally get it. <laughs> or yeah. I mean, while you are dating people, though, right. you are ethical about your non-monogamy. You're not telling any of these people, like, you're the only one for me. And, and I'm, like, only, yeah. I'm not fucking anyone else. Definitely not doing that. But, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So, let's see. We have some few, a few more questions here. We've gotten a little sidetracked once or twice, have but that's me. okay. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> let's just let's see who we are. Let's see. So how does participating in scenes like make you feel? Like how do you feel when they're when you're when you're done with a scene, like a successful scene? And then like would you say you needed aftercare after a successful scene? Yes. Every scene needs aftercare for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Aftercare is like whatever you need after being like going through something so emotional and phys- physically draining. I would say emotionally. Going through any scene of any kind can require aftercare. Right. Um, aftercare can and should be negotiated mm-hmm. for any type of play, like of any kind. Even if you're doing just like a little bit of, you know, I'm going to put you in a cage and then we're going to make out. Like, yeah. Do you, do you need aftercare for that? Maybe not, but <laughs> ask first. Um, I... Personally, I'm going to speak to scenes where I'm specifically brought to, like, a subspace place, mm-hmm. which I would consider, like, a more in, a more intense process in some respect. Mm-hmm. My brain's going somewhere else, and then I'm coming back, and then after that happens, I need some amount of care to, like, return to Earth. Mm-hmm. Usually, I just want to be cuddled. I want to be told that I did well. I want um, some communication about, like, yeah, how great I did. Um, How I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Some some cute poking of bruises is to be appreciated. A sticker or two. A sticker or three. Um, Stickers, snacks. I usually bring, like, a stuffy or something to an event if I'm doing stuff now. But oh, I sh- we should also mention that you're a bit of a little. So. A, a bit of one. A bit of a little. Um, <laughs> Her requirements. Um, when yeah. I'm, yeah, when I'm just here at my home, like, after I do something more intense, yeah, I want cuddles and, like, stuffies and weed. <clears throat> right, so aftercare... Is important. I mean, it's something you should negotiate. Yeah. Whatever it is that you would need. Yeah. Now, do you do that over, like, like I'm assuming that you and your partner talk about whatever it is you want to try. Do you negotiate aftercare at this point? We have. Okay. We don't every time, for sure. Yeah. Um, we're, we're both fairly lazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we're also comfy. Mm-hmm. Um... We, what? And it's back on. We definitely have. Wouldn't continue. Maybe just set it down so like nothing is changing or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um. So, aftercare is. (laughs) Aftercare is important. It is. It (laughs) certainly is important. Um. Yeah, I, I, aftercare is for tops too. Um, that's the thing that doesn't get asked a lot. I have not asked it a lot personally, Mm -hmm. and I should be better about that, Mm -hmm. but I don't play with a lot of new people anyways. Um, but I have definitely asked my partner, like, what he wants as far as, um, aftercare, and he has said, you know, not much. Mm -hmm. Um, usually a cigarette. (laughs) Um, or, yeah, some weed, both of us in, in 
in that respect are, are just going to want some pretty chill, relaxing, calm activities. Chill times. Yeah. Um, That's good. But, but, I mean, it's important. Yeah, it's important. And um, if you're going to an event um, somewhere that isn't, you know, your own bedroom, basically, anywhere that isn't your own bedroom, mm-hmm. and you have all your shit there, bring something comforting um, or bring something soft and warm. I personally... Teeny tiny piggy, perhaps. Have a teeny tiny piggy. Yes, I do. <laughs> I was also going to say, I have this lovely, long, soft black sweater that oh. my f- lovely, beautiful mermaid of a friend gave me. That's me. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore that over my sexy outfit to this kink party. And it was, like, my aftercare blanket. Aww. You know? It was, like, my little security blanket that I brought with me. That was very comforting. That was a part of my aftercare, you know? Oh, nice. And that wasn't, like, explicit or planned. But I knew it was going to be, like, something that would bring me comfort. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything like that. I love that. Also, that like, water snacks. Comfort. Drink water. Oh, um, snacks if are you're, so If you're boring. going through a scene, like, a yeah. intense thing, you really should be hydrating and... Yeah. Feeding yourself after if you can. Yeah, guys. Always. You know, it's why at, you know, every orgy I've ever been to, I always ask who's bringing the snacks. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, drinks, too. After we record this podcast, yeah, we're going to go get some snacks. Oh, that was absolutely like, going to happen. Like, <laughs> like, we know this. This is for our aftercare. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, Lou, it has been so good talking to you. <laughs> Well, Lou, it has been so good talking to you. <laughs> yes, it's been great. Thank you for coming by um, Big Black Girl, Small Kink World and letting us know about your experiences in kink. It's <laughs> Well, we should help with that. <laughs> or we just figure out why. Probably rope-related. It's probably rope-related. Yeah. But I'm guessing. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm gonna. It should also be you. stated that I am not a big black girl. I'm a, I'm a white girl. Oh, she is this. And, she is a white girl. Um, but I love her. Yeah, she loves me. I just don't. I just don't want to take up unnecessary space. As right. Like, I no. I am not a, a black girl on a black no. girl's podcast. I'm a white girl on a black girl's podcast. That's true, and that should be noted. It should also be noted that it's very hard to find lots of people of color in kink so yeah. um i'm i found some great ones though we're gonna talk to so many so I, i'm also one <laughs> that's the thing obviously it's, it's my podcast but yeah um i i wanted to start with this episode because i wanted to be able to go into like race play and things like that with people of color and yeah i feel like bdsm like people really need to understand um that it's coming from a bdsm place which in which means that there's consent and yeah. it means that there's negotiations and yeah. people who are saying I'm into this kind of play are not doing it because they hate themselves, but because they've decided that they enjoy it. And yeah, but yes, thank you for stopping by Lou. Thank you so much. And we will probably be on this again, talking about something random. Please. Like, like water torture or something um, <laughs> in the near future. You had that on the mind real I quick. Literally, it's right there. Okay, we'll talk about it. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Toodles.